This is Solidarity News on Radio Labour. This is a Radio Labour World Report recorded on Friday, March 10th, 2023. I'm Mark Boulanger. In the report this week, a special program on the United Nations Commission on the Status of Women Conference taking place in New York until March 17th. The Labour Start report about union events and singing... This is Radio Labour. Many trade unionists are attending the 67th session of the UN's Commission on the Status of Women. The CSW session is being held in New York until March 17th. The conference was opened by the CSW chair, Matu Joini, South Africa's permanent representative to the UN. CSW is the second largest gathering in the annual calendar of the United Nations, after the General Assembly debate in September, and therefore carries important significance. It is a vibrant expression of participation by thousands of women and gender equality experts from government and civil society around the world. It is also a marketplace for exchanging experiences and an opportunity to share lessons learned and good practices. Our work to promote gender equality and empower all women and girls stand to benefit from these exchanges. As the principal global intergovernmental body, exclusively dedicated to the promotion of gender equality and the empowerment of women, CSW has the responsibility to shape global norms and standards on gender equality and the empowerment of all women and girls. The priority theme for CSW 67, innovation and technological change and education in the digital age for achieving gender equality and the empowerment of all women and girls is timely. Digital technologies are bringing unique advances for the empowerment of women and girls, but also giving rise to profound new challenges for the rights of women and girls. Technology and innovation is rapidly evolving and much of the global normative framework on it remains to be shaped. The issues that we are examining are real issues that women and girls face every day. CSW has an opportunity to break new ground and a real chance to agree to new normative standards. We must renew our resolve to make a difference in the lives of women and girls everywhere. One of the trade unionists participating in the Commission on the Status of Women's Session is Armel Sebi. Ms. Sebi is the Director of the Gender and Non-Manual Workers Section of Industrial Global Union. Industrial represents more than 50 million union members in 140 countries. I asked her how it can be ensured that men and women are treated equally as new technologies emerge. She mentions STEM, S-T-E-M, which stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, and Mathematics. Let me focus on three aspects. First of all, all gender equality in the world of work will be only possible 
with the elimination of gender-based violence and harassment. So there should be strong policies at national, company and workplace levels based on the ILO Convention 190 and the Recommendation 206 to prevent and address gender-based violence and harassment. And these policies should take into account also the gender-based violence and harassment that is enabled by information and communication technologies. One important reason for women to drop out of STEM jobs is sexism and gender-based violence and harassment. So the second important focus should be on training. It is important that governments and employers develop gender-responsive lifelong learning programs for women in STEM. Trade unions should also include skill upgrading and lifelong learning programs for women in the negotiation and discussion with employers. And this is important because women have less access to training than men. And also women are often stuck in medium-skilled jobs in STEM that are expected to disappear. So lifelong learning is key to helping women workers grow their careers so they can benefit from the creation of new jobs. And one final but very key aspect is addressing the gender digital divide. Women have less access to technologies than men, so government and international institutions must bridge the global digital divide in countries and also between the north and the south to bring internet connectivity to all as a human rights and to ensure equitable access to technology for all. One of the global unions which is participating in the CSW conference is Education International, EI, is the world body which represents teachers and other education workers. It represents 30 million union members in 172 countries. The Australian trade unionist Susan Hopgood is Education International's president. International Women's Day is a day of mobilisation and action for gender equality around the world. So many areas of our lives are still marked by deeply rooted and persistent gender inequalities. Even the new horizons that innovation and technology have opened risk perpetrating age-old injustice. As much as technology is changing the world, millions of women and girls are being left behind. On a global scale, 69% of men are using the internet compared to only 63% of women. This means that 259 million more men than women are online. Gender norms influence if and how women and girls access and use digital tools. The gender divide is pushed by limits on girls' education, negative perceptions of women using the internet, lacklustre accountability structures and patriarchal control. The intersections of marginalised identities means that many women and girls face further discrimination. The gender-digital divide severely limits lives and opportunities. So how can we change this? How can we ensure all women and girls have meaningful access to technology and digital innovation? Improvements in infrastructure are necessary, but they're not enough. Affordability, digital literacy and skills, privacy and safety are equally critical. Protecting women's human rights and eliminating violence against women and girls remain a global challenge that has spread to the digital space. Human rights protected offline should also be protected online. One of these fundamental rights is inclusive and transformative education. Governments must fully fund quality public education that gives all women and girls the skills and confidence they need to navigate an increasingly digital world. This means enhancing the digital infrastructure in our schools, 
but it also means investing in the teaching profession, in salaries and working conditions, in training and continuous professional development. We must involve teachers and their unions in the use of education technology to make sure technology enhances equity and benefits teaching and learning, not corporate profit-making. We must make sure more women are encouraged and prepared to teach science and technology subjects so that they can inspire the next generation of girls in all their diversity. Teachers and education personnel are ready. Education International Delegation is taking part in the 67th session of the United Nations Commission on the Status of Women. We are calling on all governments to go public and fund education so all women and girls have meaningful access to technology. We are calling on governments to engage in social and policy dialogue with teachers and their unions to build gender-responsive and empowering education systems. Join us as we mobilise to advance gender equality and social justice offline, online and in every corner of the world. Here with his reporter book Union Events is Labour Start correspondent Derek Blackadder. This week, our top stories section included links to coverage of the arrest and detention of Elizabeth Tang, a former leader of the banned Hong Kong Confederation of Trade Unions. She was detained for allegedly colluding to violate the Chinese national security law. Her arrest came after a prison visit with another former HKCTU leader, her partner Li Chok Yan, jailed for three years for his political and trade union activism. We also carried stories detailing the Georgian Trade Union Congress's preparations for the coming Labor Start Solidarity Conference in Tbilisi, and a great deal of coverage of Trade Union International Women's Day events and statements from dozens of countries in dozens of languages. Speaking of International Women's Day, on our Working Women page you'll find news, lots and lots of news, about International Women's Day, of course, but also about New Zealand sex workers demanding improved labour rights by holding an event at that country's parliament, how global warming is affecting women garment workers in Bangladesh, how the La Poderosa movement in Argentina is transforming working-class communities, and about a Canadian union that is winning employer-paid women's advocate positions in workplaces across the country. Stories appearing on our health and safety page in Newswear this week included a number of IWD-related items, such as the working conditions endured by domestic workers in India, a legal struggle by a Canadian union fighting for gender and sexual harassment to be treated as workplace hazards like any other, and an innovative Zambian health and safety education program that targets women workers. Our current photo of the week is a shot of a rally organized by Turkish unions DISC and CASC to protest the corruption that is hindering earthquake recovery operations. The result? Union leaders at the demo were arrested. As unions are playing an important role in those efforts, this action will likely further slow relief efforts directed at victims of the disaster. Labor Start hosts online solidarity actions at the request of unions around the world. This week, we'd like to highlight urgent appeals for online solidarity with trade union activists in Poland, Belarus, Turkey, the Philippines, Myanmar, and Kazakhstan. If you can spare just a few seconds, you can do your part in these struggles by sending a solidarity message. 
Look for details of these and other campaigns on our site. This is Derek Blackadder from Labor Start, reporting for Radio Labor. Now here is Union Nation with A Woman's Place. That's it. Labor news you can use. You can listen to our daily newscasts and features at radiolabor.net. I'm Mark Belanger. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's all about global solidarity.